Welcome to this week's Selk Grassroots Podcast, all around the leagues, brought to you by the Down to Play app. Grassroots football is finally back and we're buzzing. Get Down to Play today, the UK's leading app for next game availability. Download Down to Play from the App Store and Google Play. Hello and welcome to the Barnet Sunday League portion of the Selk Podcast. In our Premier Division, Hornsey and Highgate nil, Takers 4, The Wrongans 2, Highgate Albion 3, AFC Oakwood 2, Park Rules 1. And in our game of the week, Traps and Spore UK 4, Gower All-Stars 1. I actually nailed it right on the head there. Uh, I did go for a 4-1 win for Traps and Spore UK. I did expect them to win, even though Gower have been pretty good this season. Traps and Spore have been very impressive lately. They continue with a very good result over Gower All-Stars into the championship. Mehmet Jitgalata 1, Riyam Inza 6, Heavy Hitters 7, Panda FC 2, The Bandits 2, Zaza 2 and Westbourne United 3, Alexandra Knights 2. I did go for a 3-2 win for Westbourne United so I did get it fairly close. Good result for Westbourne United then moving up towards the top of the table and that's a very big result over Alexandra Knights into Division 1 only one game AC Finchley nil, Kadaris Town 1 predicted a 5-2 win for Kadaris Town they are known as the sieves of the Barnet Sunday League they seem to concede a lot of goals but they do score a lot of goals which makes it very weird that this was a 1-0 game because Kadaris Town are usually involved in very entertaining games um but they put out a nice 1-0 away win against AC Finchley into Division 2. AC Oakwood, AFC Oakwood Reserve, sorry, nil. Mill Hill Club, the football, 1. Anatolians, 3. GTFA, 1. Locomotive Thunder, 4. AFC Edmonton, 4. Trent Park, nil. Grange Park, nil. And in my game of the week, North London Athletic, 3. Whetstone Wanderers, under 23s, 3. I did go for a 2-1 win for Whetstone Wanderers under 23s I thought it'd be a close affair I thought they would shade it seeing as their results were a little bit more impressive than North London Athletic they did lock out London Wednesday from the Middlesex Intermediate Cup the week before so expecting them maybe to shade it although North London and Athletic have been very impressive this season as well you've got to give them great credit they weren't great last season they were towards the bottom half of Division 2 last season when we played them. But they have made uh, immense improvements this season. And they should be expected to be promoted to the Division 1, probably alongside Whetstone Wanderers under 23s. And both teams maintain their unbeaten records, but they both lose their 100% records in the league this season. Moving on to Division 3, North London Colts 4, London Orient 3, and in my game of the week, Sopranos FC nil, North London Wanderers 4. I went for a 2-3 win for North London Wanderers. But it looks like it was a bit more comfortable for them picking up a 4-0 win. And that's a very good result for them. Continuing their form at the top of the table, you know. They, they're going to maybe start breaking away from the other teams. If, they're, if the other teams aren't careful and North London Wanderers can continue their momentum. Moving on to Division 4, Highgate Albion 3rds 2, Camden FC 1, 
Vader via four into Mill Hill nil. Arnest Rangers four NLR one, and Barnet Salsa nil. Gower Phoenix nil. Into Division five New Copper two Fireside nil. Cockfosters three Talflick three and EC Galaxy six Rover Reporters four. Into Division six Coney Hatch Athletic nil. AFC Muswell Hill seconds four. North Atletico three. Northwest Wolves three. Highgate Albion Falls 4, Armenian Youth Association 2, New Barnet 2, Chef Chow and Berbers 5, and Edmonton Rovers, but who, were, who are bottom of the league still 3, Enfield Albion who were top of the league 2. Very big shout out to Edmonton Rovers. Obviously last season disbanding, moving down from Division 1, all their players leaving getting in a new bunch of players, 16 and 17-year-olds with a couple of experienced names. But them young kids, you know, they'll remember that day, their first win in men's football for a lot of those players. So a big congratulations to Edmonton Rovers and all involved there. Moving on into the cup action in Roger Jones Senior Challenge Cup action, Continental 2, AFC Muswell Hill 1, SC Crickled 1, Shentry Athletic 2, Northumberland Park Rangers 4, Underdogs 1, Whetstone Wanderers Old Boys 3, London Wednesday 2. Bit of a shock there, Whetstone Wanderers Old Boys from Division 3 beating London Wednesday of Division 1. And Gospel Oak 3, Highgate Albion Reserves 1 into the London Sunday Trophy. South London Panthers 3, Peckinsport 0. Into the London Junior Cup, Northwest Galacticos 2, Harbert Rovers 2, Northwest Galacticos advancing on penalties, uh, Brotherhood Cosy 2, 11 11 3, into the Middlesex Intermediate Cup, AFC Rose 0, Sheen Park Rangers 0, AFC Rose advancing on penalties 4 2, you know the deal. We've been brilliant at penalties recently. We've won our last three shootouts. In fact, before the last three penalty shootouts we'd won, we'd actually never won a shootout. We'd lost our previous two, but that's three straight. Um, a very poor game for our standards. We have been playing better recently, I'd say. Our last game we won 7-1, and it was just a very sluggish game. It was a, I'm not sure really what happened. There we just didn't play well enough, and I think our opponents grew into the game. I I didn't think they were of the same ability as us. I thought we were the better team, and um, I think we just allowed them into the game. And I feel like on another day we would have breezed past them. But you know, you can only really you have to play the people in front of you. You have to play the teams in front of you, and we didn't play well enough. But we got the win in the end and we'll go through to the next round. So moving on to the fixtures in the Premier Division. Hornsey and Highgate face the Wrongans. And in my game of the week, it's a repeat of the game a couple of weeks ago. First against second, it's Takers against Oakwood. Um, Takers will be out for revenge. Uh, they were a bit under strength the first time they took on Oakwood. And Oakwood punished them really. I watched that game back. Oakwood took full advantage of all the takers' mistakes. 
I really feel like Takers will have a point to prove here. If they're strengthened up on Sunday, I do expect them to win this game. Not comfortably. I've gone for a 4-2 win. It'll be another entertaining game. To be honest, I could see Oakwood winning, you know. But I've gone for the Takers win. I feel like they have a point to prove. They need to win. If they have those key players back, they've got all more than a chance of winning this game. It's a very big game at the top of the table. And this will shape who wins the Premier Division, maybe. Moving on into the Championship. Mehmet Chikgalata face Alexandra Knights. Zaza face heavy hitters. And in my game of the week, third against first. It's Westbourne United facing the Bandits. Uh, I've gone for another tight affair here. I've gone for the Bandits winning by the odd goal. I've gone for a 2-1 win for them. Moving on into Division 1. Highgate Albion Reserves face AC Finchley. Kadaris Town face United House. Northumberland Park Rangers entertain Peckinspore. And in my game of the week, London Wednesday face Gospel Oak. I think they're the top two, actually. They have played a few more games than Highgate Album Reserves, but these are the top two at the moment. I've gone for a tight two-all draw there. I think it'll be a very entertaining game. Into Division 2 now. Grange Park face North London Athletic. AFC Edmonton take on Mill Hill Club to football. And in my game of the week, top of the table, Whetstone Wanderers under 23s take on third place Trent Park. Another very entertaining game I think this will be. I've gone for a 3-1 win, though, for Whetstone Wanderers under 23s. Into Division 3 now. Continental face Sopranos FC. London Orient face North London Colts. And in my game of the week, two teams coming off very impressive results. One in the Cup, one in the League. It's Whetstone Wanderers old boys taking on league leaders North London Athletic. I do think North London Athletic will win, and um, not North London Athletic, sorry, North London Wanderers. I do think North London Wanderers will pick up a victory here. I've gone for a 4-2 win for them. Into Division 4, Highgate Albion Thirds take on NLR. Arnest Rangers face Maida Villa. Camden FC face FC Cricklewood. Inter Mill Hill face Barnet Salsa. And Brotherhood Cozzy take on Gower Phoenix. Into Division 5, Fireside face Northwest Galacticos. New Copper face EC Galaxy. And South Tottenham United take on Cock Fosters. Into Division 6, Edmonton Rovers face New Barnet. Enfield Albion face Northwest Wolves. North Atletico take on Chifchow and Berbers. And into the Cup action, we have Barnet Premier Cup action, which is the Cup for. The Premier teams, Premier Division teams, and Championship teams. Gal All Stars entertain Real Menza into the Intermediate Cup, which is Division One and Division Two teams. AFC Oakwood Reserves take on Anatolians in the BSFL Shield, which is Division Five and Division Six teams. Coney Hatch Athletic face Highgate Albion Wolves. And Rover Reporters take on Armenian Youth Association. And two massive games. Firstly, in the London Challenge Cup, Trabs and Spore UK take on Hatcham of the Orpington and Bromley League. And in the FA Sunday Cup, Skewbridge take on Highgate Albion. 
Lots of luck for to Highgate Albion and Trabzon Sport UK in their big cup games. Uh, we'll be back next week to look at the fixtures and the results from the Barnet League. Hello and welcome to this Essex Sunday Corinthian League roundup for the month of November as we now head to just a few weeks away from the festive break. We start off our roundup of course in the senior division which is still led by Hatch Lane although they have suffered their first defeat in recent weeks and now sit uh, just a five points clear of the rest of the group with seven wins from their opening eight games of the season with the sides below now having games in hand to make up that difference. Sitting in that two-team two group in the chasing pack are Beatty's squad, who did, de did defeat Hatch Lane in the cup competition recently and have five wins and a draw from their opening seven games to see them on to 16 points and with a very healthy goal difference. And joining those teams are third place Eastway Athletic, who were the side to beat Hatch Lane at the weekend just gone. And they also sit on 16 points, the other side to take points off Beatty's squad also in uh, <clears throat> what has been a very decent start to the campaign. Down in fourth place, and just a point behind those two sides, are FC Baller, with five wins from their nine games played, and a side who are always entertaining to watch with lots of goals involved in their games. And three points behind those sides, the last of the sides in the top half, are El Valiente, who have had a pretty solid start, but have been defeated twice in their first six, but they do have four wins, which sees them on to 12 points. And that's an almost identical record to sixth place United Dian, who also have four wins from their opening six, and a healthy goal difference too, as though those sides sit comfortably in the middle area of the table. Just below those teams are Secret FC, who have made it three wins from seven so far this season and sit on nine points, three points away from those teams above them. And then there's a bit of a gap down to the sides below those teams and Repton Park are sitting 8th in the table with just one win from their opening six games sitting on three points in the standings. And that, that points tally is matched by ninth place Alliance Stars who also have just the one win to their name also sitting on three points. And bottom of the table are London Mavericks who from eight games played this campaign have lost all eight and they'll be looking to improve their form in as the weeks go by <clears throat> we move into the premier division where there's been some excellent football played and arguably some of the most informed teams in the league here the table is led by brook athletic who have won six and drawn two of their eight games played so far this season and are the only side in the division to remain unbeaten with 20 points in second place are Flyhouse athletic who are have played seven games and won five of those, just the two defeats in the league this season, but are going very strong in the Essex Premier Cup also, as they'll be fighting on all fronts in the new year. And not far behind those two are Belfry, who sit third with 12 points, with three wins, three draws, and just a single defeat to their name in what has been a very solid start to their season. Also on 12 points are Barking Riverside, who have also played seven and won four of those seven to give them a pretty decent start as they sit in the top half also. In fifth place are Roos, who have played eight, won three and drawn two of their games, which sees them sit on 11 points, but just a point behind the, the, separating them from the teams in fourth and third. So much to play for in the second half of the campaign. 
Avintal are also uh, on uh, 10 points in 6th place with 3 wins and a draw from their 8 games played so far this season and also very much in touch with the sides above in addition to their County Cup run which goes on into the new year. Down in 7th place are East Stars who have dropped a few positions in recent weeks and now have 2 wins and 3 draws from their 9 games played which sees them sitting 9th in the standings. And that's a point clear of the first side in the relegation zone, which is Barking and Dagenham Wanderers, who have also played nine games. And they have two wins and two draws to their name. And they sit on eight points with uh, a lot of goals in their games also. 23 scored and 34 conceded. And bottom of the table are Culture Club, who despite being bottom, have shown some better recent form and actually took a point off the side top of the table, Brook Athletic, uh, a few weeks ago. So they have the one point to their name from their opening seven. We move now into Division 1, where two teams really are going hammer and tong here. And the top of those at the moment is Oceana, with seven wins and a draw, unbeaten from eight games played in the season, and they sit on 22 points. With a game in hand, Fade and Green are three points behind. Six wins and a draw, also unbeaten. Those two teams due to meet very, very soon in what will be an epic contest. Down in third place are FC Galaxy, who have played the most games in the division so far, being 10. Four wins and two draws from that from those games sees them onto 14 points and five points off the promotion race. Below them are Abridge Village, who have also made an excellent run in the County Cup, um, so to, and they will be playing that in the new year. They have four wins and a draw from seven so far this season, seeing them on to 13 points. AC Milano are three points behind that, <clears throat> the last of the sides in the top half of the table. They have three wins and a draw from their first six games, seeing them on to 10 points, one of two teams to be on that number. Their other team are Emerson Park, who also have 10 points from their eight games played, with three wins and a draw keeping them in touch with the sides in mid-table. Just a point behind those teams is Chingford Athletic, who are another side going very, very well in the County Cup competitions, and they have three wins from their seven games with a game in hand on the sides above. <clears throat> Just below those teams, eighth place Barking are, uh, have played eight games and accrued six points to their total so far with two, two wins to their name. They sit three points off the side above. And they also sit two points clear of the relegation zone, which at the moment is headed by Snaresbrook, who have one win and one draw to account for their four points in the league so far from seven. And just below them by one further point are FC Mexico A, with one win from their eight games played so far this season, and they will be hoping to turn around their form as we progress on into the second half of the season. We now move on into Division 2 which is a real topsy-turvy division and just two points separates the top four sides in this one um, with a lot of sides involved in a potential title race. Romeo Colts are the new leaders at the top of the division and they went top at the weekend after beating second place St Augustine's. Um, Romeo Colts have played 11 though which means they have teams around them with games in hand. They have six wins and two draws to their name seeing them on to 20 points. And second place, St. Augustine's, as I say, did drop off the top at the weekend. And they have six wins and a draw so far to their name, giving them a 19-point haul. And Eastbrook United, uh, for, for a long time, were the leaders in this division. 
but did end up on the wrong side of a defeat for the first time this season on Sunday as they went down to Royal Lions with uh, five wins and four draws to their name, Eastbrook there, giving them 19 points also. And Royal Lions A were that side, of course, to win that game at the weekend, putting them right back in the frame. They sit on 18 points with six wins and three defeats to their name from their first nine. Also in the top half are Thames Ironworks Community, who are just three points behind the side above and four points out of the promotion race, so much to play for, of course, for them. They've had four wins and three draws in their season so far as they sit fifth. And with a game in hand on Thames, Total Football uh, have played nine games, so that game in hand could see them move above Thames. They have 13 points and just, just two defeats to their name, but four draws has really co cost them some um, vital points and three wins sees them on to 13 points. Asianos have a game in hand on both sides above them and in fact with both of those could go above both sides. So lots to play for in the Asianos camp this season. Eight games played with three wins and two draws giving them 11 points and sitting seventh. Also on 11 points are eighth placed East London Harriers who picked up their third win of the season on Sunday giving them three wins and two draws and of course 11 points and keeping them now clear of the relegation danger beneath them. Frenford sit just outside of the relegation zone in ninth place with one win and four draws in a, in a division which has contained a lot of draws. They have seven points which is three points clear of the two sides presently in relegation danger. The first of those is Corona Redbridge with just the one win and a single draw also to their name giving them four points and sit in tenth. And it's just a couple of goals that keep Corona above the bottom side presently, which is FC Mexico B, with one win and a draw from their opening seven games, seeing them also on four points. Now, Division 3 has been a real, real interesting division this year, and there are so many sides involved in the promotion race, almost two-thirds of the division, in fact. Leading the way at the top at the moment are Alpha, who have, from their nine games, won seven of those, and seeing them on to 21 points with a very healthy goal difference also. And just below them are Debden Sports Reserves, who are two points behind from the same number of games, and they have six wins and a draw from their first uh, set of results in the first half of the season, and, and I'm sure that they'll be looking to uh, press on as the season goes on. Now, Leightonstone Athletic, with a game in hand, could go top uh, with that game in hand. Six wins and just two defeats to their name, um, in what could be is a real topsy-turvy division. All of these sides have led the way at some point. And the same can be said for Higham Hill, who are fourth also with six wins from their eight games and also with 18 points. Another side who have led the way in recent weeks. We then move down to Munkham's in fifth place, who have uh, five wins and two draws in 11 so far, the side with the most games played in the division to date. They have 17 points. One point behind the sides above and two out of the promotion race, but of course with sides around them having more games to play. Sixth place, Dagenham Town into the top half of the table after some good recent results. Five wins and a draw in there in those ten games, giving them a 16-point haul and a comfortable position sitting in the middle of the table. And down in seventh are Upshire Forest, who are still involved with the County Cup competition, so fighting on a number of fronts at the moment. They have five wins from their first eight games, giving them 15 points, and of course games in hand to make up the difference on the sides above. 
and inside success are certainly not out of the uh, the race and will be caught will will be a side who need to be beaten by some of those teams above although they sit eighth they have 13 points four wins and a draw from their first nine fixtures and comfortably uh, those top eight are ahead of the sides below the sides in ninth is imperial row they are six points behind in eighth placed inside success with just two wins and a draw from their recent results as they sit on seven. But that's a four-point gap over 10th place Goresbrook, who have had a difficult uh, time of recent, recent, recentness. Uh, one win to their name only this season, which came right at the very beginning, in fact, and that sees them on to three points from six games. Also in the one-win club is Windmill Rovers, sorry, Windmill Warriors, with one win from seven so far this year, seeing them also on to three points. And bottom of the table, Mayfield Kings have had a real struggle this season, been shipping goals left, right and centre, but the month of November did bring their first victory of the campaign, and I'm sure it was well-deserved after a lot of efforts by that club. One win, therefore, sees them also on to three points, uh, and but they do sit bottom uh, courtesy of uh, a difficult goal difference, shall we say. Now we move into Division 4, where Ainsley presently lead the way at the top, although they have played the most games. They have eight wins and a draw from their opening 11. They sit on 25 points at the very top. And they're four points clear of second place Sing Saba Barkin, who have played eight and won seven, giving them 21 points and, of course, three games in hand, which could prove very valuable in the weeks to come. Just below them are United Amateurs, who sit third on 19 points with six wins and a draw, and just a couple of points off the promotion race now with plenty of the season still to go for things to change. There's a little, little gap then down to fourth place where Ultimate Vision Reserves sit in fourth with four wins and two draws, uh, from giving them 14 points. And another team on 14 points are Chingford Athletic Reserves, who've had an up and down season, some good results, mixed in with some less good results, sees them onto 14 points with four wins and two draws to their name. And below them are another side who have had an indifferent campaign so far, Ace Athletics, although the, the month of November did see two consecutive wins, which shot them right up the table, and they sit on 12 points in the top half. They moved ahead of Rayfield Park Rovers in recent weeks, who were up as high as third a couple of weeks back, but have now dropped down to seventh with three wins and two draws in their opening nine, seeing them on 11 points. And that's a point clear of Blackwall Rovers, who sit 8th, with 3 wins and a draw from 10, seeing them on to 10 points. Now, Lonsdale uh, have made up some ground after a difficult start to the season, and have moved up to 9th now. 2 wins and a draw, some of those points coming in recent games, uh, seeing them on to 8 points, and uh, a few points clear of relegation worries. Just below them by a point are 10th place Romford Athletic Dons, who have also played eight this year. Seven points accrued with two wins and a draw making up that tally. And down in 11th place are Hillside, who have played six, uh, but it's only seen them win once and draw twice, giving them just five points so far, sitting at the head of the relegation zone. But with a much healthier goal difference against 12th place Titans United, who hold up the table with one win and two draws from their 10 played so far this season. We move on now into Division 5. And now in Division 5, 
we see another table which has been led by a number of sides over recent weeks. And at present, it's led by Colbert Royals Vets, who from nine games played so far, have won eight of those in what has been an excellent run of form this season. Just that one defeat in their very first game. 24 points, therefore, for Joe Cole's team. And they sit two points clear of Belfry Reserves, who lost just their second game of the campaign on Sunday. Uh, but they do have seven wins and a draw and sees them at the right end of the table um, in, in their minds at the very least, with still plenty of games to play. Sitting third and the side to defeat Belfry at the weekend are Eastern Avenue, who have won seven of their nine, an excellent um, first well, first half of the season almost for their, for um, Pete Hudson's side there. 21 points accrued, giving them a real, real f um, challenge on their hands uh, ahead of them for the second half of the year. Real, real momentum being gained. And Custom House Community have had a pretty solid uh, last four to six weeks, making up a lot of ground after a difficult start. They sit fourth in the table, 16 points there, with five victories and a draw from 10 games. And with games in hand on the sides above, Valence United have won five of their six played so far this campaign with 15 points accrued. And of course, with that record, with games in hand, will, could still yet be uh, challenging the teams above. But of course, they do still need to win those. And also in the top half of the table are Byron Red Star, who have had a mixed start to the season, you might say, with five wins and five defeats in 10, giving them 15 points which is the same record as Dagenham Rangers in 7th place, also with 5 wins and 5 defeats and a 15-point tally accrued. There's a 5-point gap then down to 8th place United Borough, who do have a couple of games in hand with 3 wins and a draw there uh, for the, uh, the Brentwood base side. 10 points therefore, but those 2 games in hand could see them shoot up as high as 4th in the table in what is a very closely packed middle-table uh, mid, middle, mid area. Uh, Royal Lions B are in ninth, and they also have 10, game, uh, 10 points and a game in hand on sides above them with three wins and a draw from their first nine. Um, and just below them, a cluster of three clubs seem to be those who are trying to avoid the drop. Atletico City, um, who are, have played 11 so far, the most in the division. They have two wins and a draw from their first uh, run of games so far this season and did rescue a late a late, late draw against bottom of the table Young Royals at the weekend to give them a point and move them above um, 11th placed Ultimate Vision. Ultimate Vision A, therefore, are the 11th placed side and in the relegation zone at present. Just the two wins to their name so far this season, seeing them earn themselves six points. And bottom of the table, Young Royals. Uh, one win and a draw, uh, seeing them having picked up four points and they'll be gutted not to have held on to victory in their game, their six-pointer against Atletico City on Sunday, as those teams drew 4-4. They sit two points behind um, Ultimate Vision and three points away from safety. And our final division that we take a look at is Division 6, of course, which is still led by Mansfield Rangers, the, the only unbeaten side in the division. Now, Mansfield have accrued 26 points from their first 10 games of the season with eight victories and two draws, keeping them seven points clear of the rest. And the first of those sides to be chasing Mansfield down are Valence United Reserves, who have won six and drawn one of their games so far, seeing them accrue 19 points, which they could have could cut, 
cut the lead down to three should they win their game in hand. Two points further back, just outside of the promotion places, are Royal Lions C, who have had some difficult results of late, but do sit third with five wins and two draws from their first nine games in what you can say is a very solid and promising start to the season. Um, and they're just a couple of points ahead of Colbrook Royals Reserves, who, because of their cup runs, do have some games in hand with five wins and two defeats, seeing them up to 15 points. And of course, with those games in hand, they could go second. In the top half of the table are Ping City Phoenixes, who moved into the top half courtesy of a big win at the weekend. They're third of the season to go along with two draws, and they now move on to 11 points and comfortably in the middle table area. Um, starting the, the bottom half of sides are Woodford Green United, who also picked up a third win on Sunday, um, adding to a draw um, to move them on to 10 points for the campaign. And they moved ahead of their, their opponents on Sunday, which were London Legacy, who have picked up some good results in the last four to six weeks. Uh, and they had moved into the mid-table mid, mid area, but have now dropped back. Three wins and a draw, seeing them accrue 10 points from 11. In eighth place are Epping Royals, who have become a bit of the draw specialists in the division. One win to their name, however, and those four draws sees them on to seven points which is one clear, oh well, goal difference clear only of the sides below them. And that side below them is Ivory United, who from nine games have won two and drawn one. And what's been a difficult run for them, having had a pretty good October um, and having moved up the table in that month, but they have now slipped back. But there is one side below them still, which unfortunately is Epping Forest Falcons, but even they have picked up two wins this season and are certainly... Um, only a couple of results away from moving into mid-table themselves in what is a very, very congested bottom half of the standings. And that brings to the end our extensive report of the Corinthian football for the month of November. We look forward to just a few more weeks of football before we break for Christmas and we uh, will hopefully bring you a roundup of all the December action in a few weeks' time. But for now, we'll see you soon. Keep it simple. Get down to play today. The UK's leading app for next game availability. Download Down to Play from the App Store and Google Play. Welcome to the Maidstone and Mid-Kent Sunday Football League section of the Selk Podcast with myself, Simon Finnegan. This week we've got a roundup of all the results from the weekend, a look at the current standings in the league tables and leading the goalscorers, and a look ahead to the fixtures for Sunday the 5th of December. We start with the first of three games in league action, and this one in Division 1, where Langley Athletic put IGS to the sword with an 8-2 home win. Four goals from Alfie Cox, a Randall Havaway brace, and goals from Jordan Ababio and Saf Actigan giving them the win. Sam Tate popping up with the goals for IGS. In Division 3, Maidstone Kestrels were away winners by the odd goal in five at Cross Keys. Matthew Harvey, Jamie Julian Butler and Ryan Yap getting on the score sheet for Kestrels. For Cross Keys, Ashley Dawson and Jack Hewitt found the back of the net. Also in the division, Whitehorse Jaguars were 2-0 winners at home to Maidstone Tempest. Billy Bean with a brace giving the Jags the win. Moving on to action in the President's Cup and we look at Group A first. A strong East Morning side progressed to the next round following their 7-0 win against Rubicon Limerick. 
Jack Hislop with a hat-trick, a man-of-the-match performance from Wallin, as well as a pair from Sam Hasler. Goals also from Tom Bray and Thomas Brown wrapping that one up, and a clean sheet too. A tight game between Whitehorse and Laybourne Angels sees the Breadmen progress with a 1-0 win. Only goal of the game coming from John South. The final game in the group saw Yording and Ladderford take Marden all the way to penalties, as nothing could separate them during normal time. 2-2 it finished with Kane Butler and Robbie Smith getting the Marden goals. The shootout went the way of Yording, winning 3-0 from 12 yards out. In Group B, no such joy for the reserves of Yordi and Ladderford to match the progress of their first team. They lost 7-1 away at Coxheath and Farley. The Heath had a brace each from Marius Bruges, Nick Townley and Claudio Troker, as well as a William Humphrey goal taking them through. Scorer for Yording not known. Invicta Rangers won the Invicta derby for the first time this season and progressed through. Two goals from Victor Sunday from William Holness weren't enough as an Adam Bunyan hat-trick and Matt Rustrick strike helped Rangers to the win and into the hat for the next round. Len Valley and Kent Sands United needed a shootout to settle their tie. Goals from Brandon Holdsworth for Valley and Abby Oliramine for Nick Sands set it up to take it to penalties. Sands prevailing with that one for free and taking them through. In the Laybourne derby, bragging rights and the win went to Laybourne rather than their chase counterparts. Goals for Laybourne coming from Aaron Haffenden, Simon Harrison, Martin Hibbs, James Lana and a Jamie Sherlock hat-trick. The final team in the Laybourne quartet won 6-2 at home to Minter. City getting the victory in this one with four from Oscar Mulligan and a Callum Jeffrey goal. Tom Bolton and Mark McAllister with the goals for Minter. Another hat-trick for Ben Twist helped Snodden Town through against Park Royal Reserves. A Nicholas Cook brace and goal from Lewis Penfield gave them a 6-1 victory. Jaden Curd got the consolation for Park Royal. The final game saw a tight match between Parkwood Jupiters and Walnut Wanderers, with a Gary Brown goal sending this the way of Jupiters and putting them into the draw for the next round. Let's have a roundup of the latest league standings as we exit November and head into the final month of the year. In the Premier Division, we have it shaping up as if there will be many twists and turns in the title races that stayed tight at the top ever since Marden lost their 100% record. Park Royal lead the way, but only on goal difference, with East Morning hot on their heels and with a game in hand. However, Morning are closely followed by Marden, only a point behind and no one would bet against Aylesford in fourth with a game in hand on those two and two in hand over the leaders with only a four point gap off the top. The goals from Tommy Whitnell, Johan Caney Bryan and Raymond Chadwick will be needed by their teams over the next few months. And it's those three that lead the scoring charts for the Premier Division. Tommy Whitnell with 13 so far for Aylesford and it's certainly not unlucky for them. Johan Caney Bryan in second on 11 for Marden and Raymond Chadwick of Park Royal on 8. In Division 1, Aylesford Reserves have put a little bit of daylight between them and East Morning Reserves in second with 6 points between them, but with Morling having 2 games in hand, this could turn their way as the season progresses. At this stage you can't rule out Langley Athletic, Laybourne Angels or even IGS moving up should form and results go the right way. 
Sutton Valence at the bottom shown in recent weeks that their cup form belies their league position and you hope that their effort and valour pays off with some league points. Sam Tate leads the scoring charts for IGS with 14 goals showing that they can't be discounted this season. Ashley Russell in second with 11 for Aylesford Reserves and Jordan Ababio with 10 for the season so far for Langley Athletic. As with the other divisions, Division 2 is also looking pretty tasty. Park Royal Reserves top the table going into December, but they are closely followed by Snodland Town, three points behind and with a game in hand. Invicta Sunday on the same number of games as leaders, but five points behind will be needing the goals from William Holness to keep coming. Minter, bottom at the moment, five points behind, behind Laybourne, but another team showing that their league position doesn't match up the way they can really perform, especially seen in cup competition. Ben Twist has got some competition for goals, but his 21 so far for Sunderland Town put him in the lead, closely followed by Lewis Sharp with his 19 for Barming Youth. As mentioned earlier, Invicta Sunday will be hoping that William Holness can add to his 18 for the season. Laybourne City lead the way in Division 3 with 21 points, and then we have three on 18 in Whitehorse Jaguars, Kent Sands United and Lynn Valley. All four showing this season that they can score for fun when they need to, but one or two also capable of conceding a few on their day. The Jags will be looking to Billy Bean to add to his 14 so far, while City will be hoping George Davis can add to his 11. Also on 11 is Callum Hatcher for Sands, closely followed by Matthew Spry for Len Valley on 10. Now on to the fixtures for Sunday the 5th of December. East Morling and Rubicon Limerick face each other again, this time in Premier Division action. And Whitehorse are at home to Aylesford. In Division 1, Aylesford Reserves face East Morling Reserves, with Morning looking to hopefully close that gap between the league leaders and themselves. Elsewhere, Yielding and Ladford face Laybourne Angels. And in Division 2, it's a rerun of this week's fixture of Laybourne Chase playing Laybourne. Minter at home to Coxheath and Farley. And Vinters face Invicta Sunday. In Division 3, Kent Sands United are at home to Len Valley. Whitehorse Jaguars are away to Laybourne City. Maidstone Kestrels face Yielding Lanford Reserves. And Walnut Wanderers are at home to Cross Keys. Some cup action now. And we have Barmin Blues facing Sutton Valence Athletic in the President's Cup Group A. Maidstone Tempest face Barmin Youth in the President's Cup Group B. And in the Plumster Cup, Modern Miners are at home to Borden Sports. That brings you bang up to date for everything happening in the league this week. Good luck with your games this coming weekend and hope everyone stays safe. This is the Metropolitan League, part of the Selk All Across the Leagues podcast. Starting with the One Point Premier, results for the 28th of November. Belmont Athletic 3, Zavalas 3. Catford Wanderers 3, Bryfield Vipers 4, Grand Athletic 6, Golden Eagles 3. Into the John Pitt Senior, AFC Town 7, South Warriors FC 2, Carpet FC 6, Athletico Dudal 4, FC Rondo 2, Broccoli Athletic 3, Teviot Rangers 2, Duke of Clarence 3.
Division 1, Dio Valente 4, AFC Croydon Town 3, Honor Oak 1, Bromley Green South 5, London Lionhearts 0, AFC Charlton 15. Division 2, Charlton, AFC Charlton Reserves got a walkover against Bromley Road, Petswood Vultures 8, Interfector 3, Rose and Crown 5, Blues FC 4, Sporting Lions 4, South London Doves 3. Fixtures for the 5th December, starting in the Rumpoke Premier, Grand Athletic versus Catford Wanderers, M Boys versus Belmont Athletic, Byfield Vipers versus FC Korea, and AFC Brixton versus Golden Eagles. In the John Pope, John Pitt Senior, sorry, Drew Clarence versus AFC Coin Town, Litcap versus Teviot Rangers, South Warriors versus FC Rondo, Carpet FC versus Broccoli Athletic. Division 1, AFC Gordon Town versus Bromley Green South, AFC Charlton versus Greenwich Park Rangers, Duke FC versus Dio Valente, and London Lionhearts versus Honor Oak. Division 2 fixtures, Blues FC versus Ryefield FC, nope, ignore that, it's a London Cup game. AFC Charlton Reserves versus Rosen Crown, Bromley Road versus Sporting Lion, ES Lions versus Interfector, South London Doves versus Blues FC and the People's FC versus Petswood Vultures. So the tables as they stand coming up to the Christmas break in the Rob Hope Premier. Grand Athletic top at the moment played 7-1-5 with 17 points, followed by Ryfield Vipers who have played 5 with 12 points, uh, AFC Brixton with 11, FC Kuruya with 9 Golden Eagles with 8 points, Catford Wanderers with 7 points, M Boys third from bottom uh, with 6 points in 6 games, Belmont Athletic 4 points in 4 games, and bottom Zavalas with 2 points in the 6 games. In the John Pitt Senior, AFC Croydon Town top, played 8, won 5 with 16, it's Kappa second, played 9. With 16 points. Brooklyn Athletic played 8 with 15 points. Copper FC played 6 with 12 points. Drew Clarence have played 7 with 12 points. Teviot Rangers with 11 points in 8 games. Athletic at the Dow with 9 points in 8 games. South Warriors with 8 points in 8 games. And bottom of that league is FC Rondo with 2 points in 8 games. Division 1, Dia Valente top. 8 played with 19 points, Duke FC 7 played with 18 points, exactly the same as Greenwich Park Rangers, 7 played with 18 points, AFC Charlton are then 13 points from 8 games, Bromley Green South with 11 points, AFC Coyne Town with 9, Honor Oak with 7, Catford FC with 3 and London Lionhearts who have yet to register a point in their 8 games. And finally, the table for Division 2. At top is AFC Charlton Reserves, who have played 8 with 18 points. Second, Bromley Road, who have played 9 with 16 points. Then it's the People's FC, who have played 5 with 15 points. Unbeaten, Rose and Crown, 14 from 6. Sporting Lions, 14 from 9. Interfector, 12 points. 
Petswood, nine points. South London Dove, seven. ES Lions, six. And bottom of the league is Blues FC with three points. That's all for me. Till next week. Stay safe, injury free, and good luck. Bye. This week's Selk podcast was brought to you by Down to Play, the simple app for next game availability.